Ross Smith, thank you very much for taking my call. Thank you very much as well. Nice to be on. Now, you've been in South Sudan for almost two years. Uh, tell me what's going on. What's the situation there like uh, right now? Well, it's a country that is in conflict. And so we've had over the past, you know, more than three years, we've had conflict spread throughout the country and um, affecting virtually all parts of the country. And this has caused uh, you know, widespread food insecurity throughout the country. And so we estimate that you know more than half of the population of the country, it's a small country, approximately 11 million people, but approximately half of them are severely food insecure. And so, and this is continuing to increase, you know, every every month and every year. So, as the World Food Program, we're here. Our objective is to respond to that food insecurity and to try and meet people's needs wherever they are in the country. For, uh, you know, ordinary Canadians or Westerners uh, uh, listening to this, can you describe what do you mean by food insecurity? Yeah, I mean, what it looks like uh, for for an average household in in South Sudan, it's, uh, you know, it's a very rural uh, population and the majority of the country uh, people are, are smallholder farmers or they're, they're pastoralists or livestock keepers. And... Um, so food insecurity means that they they don't have enough to eat on a daily basis for for a household for the, especially for kids in the household people end up uh, skipping meals or uh, reducing the size of meals um, and they change the foods that they eat and often simplifying a diet so that they will only eat you know one type of cereal for for example like a sorghum or a maize or something like that uh, it's especially harmful for kids, you know. As we know, uh, a well-balanced and, and f- diet and frequent meals are, are very important for for growth and development for children. And here you have have kids eating sometimes once a day, sometimes once every two days, and adults is the same thing, or even 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 less frequent for adults. And so uh, it can severely impair the, the growth and development of kids, and it causes both chronic and, and, and uh, short-term uh, malnutrition in both adults and both and children. Now, uh, South Sudan is considered one of the most dangerous countries for humanitarian workers. Uh, how is it for you? How are you able to carry out your work? Yeah, it is. You know, we work with many partners in the country. We have uh, approximately uh, 80, between 80 and 100 uh, different partners throughout the country in any given time, and we work with them. So these are many community-based or local NGOs and as well as international NGOs. And so we work with them side by side, And but very often these partners of ours are, are the ones facing the most uh, insecurity and the ones are often the front lines of conflict. So for, for myself, you know, I, I, I live in, in the capital city in Juba, and we have, you know, a range of security precautions, um, and we have curfews and various things. But it really is the, the people, our staff and our partner staff that are out on the front lines in, in the bush uh, that face the, the most danger. Um, and, and we do all we can to protect them, and we have a, you know, a wide range of security procedures to protect staff. But still, as you say, it is one of the most dangerous countries for humanitarian workers in the world. 
from what I understand, I mean, it's a it's a civil uh, conflict, uh, um, a conflict that also runs along ethnic lines. There are no clear front lines in a sense. Uh, it's not a you know state to state conflict. How do you manage to um, bring uh, your assistance, the food that you deliver, to the various parts of the country? How does it work? Yeah, it's a it's a good question, and you're, and you're absolutely right. It is not a, a very uh, clear conflict. It is there's very much an ethnic dimension to it, and and uh, an ethnic political uh, dimension to it. And there are numerous uh, splinter groups and opposition forces and government forces throughout the country. So there are numerous front lines, conflict lines, and conflict zones in the country that, and they're consistently changing um, we we are able to access uh, populations in need through uh, access for access negotiations and we have a team of staff here that spend uh, a full-time team uh, time uh, a team that spends all of their time doing uh, access negotiations so we we have basically a large contact list of uh, stakeholders throughout the country and we're constantly engaged with them to get assurances for accessing these populations and safety and security of our staff in doing so. Now, Sudan has been in conflict uh, for much of its very short history as an independent state. Uh, uh, How much uh, does it rely on international assistance to, uh, you know, be able to exist and to um, uh, for its citizens to survive. Yeah, it's the, the the humanitarian and and development assistance is is really significant. Um, it, you know, this this year for sorry last year for 2017, the the humanitarian response budget was three times the national budget of the country. So that gives you a good sense of the scale of humanitarian assistance and the severity of the situation in the country. Um, it, you know, we have, we have many donors uh, th- uh, throughout the world that provide assistance here and support the World Food Program, but other UN agencies and NGO partners as well. The government of, of Canada is, is, a, is, is one of our, our key donors, and over the past five years has provided almost $150 million worth of assistance to, um, to South Sudan and to our programs, the World Food Program uh, activities in South Sudan. So it's, it's also the government of Canada is a key donor for us. Can you describe for people um, here, what does like a typical WFP package uh, of assistance look like? When you go to these uh, remote villages uh, in the bush, uh, what is it that the local population get from you? Yeah, we, we provide a range of different assistance packages. So the majority, at least 75% of what we do in the country is is emergency relief assistance. So in areas that are, are severely food insecure, we provide a package of uh, food commodities and nutrition support. So this would this looks like uh, basic cereals and, and pulses, things like beans or lentils, and uh, uh, fortified oil, 
and we also provide nutrition, so specialized nutrition products for, for especially for young kids. And so we do that throughout the country. We, we have a large uh, a fleet of aircraft here, so we do a lot of, of deliveries by air, so airdropping these different food commodities uh, to very remote places that are only accessible by air. And in other parts of the country that have some road infrastructure, we're able to deliver by road. Um, so that's that's the majority of what we do. But we also do work in on recovery, and we are trying to help different different populations and different households in the recovery phase and, and build their build livelihoods, and build back livelihoods. And we also do some some work in schools as well. So we have a very large school feeding program, targeting you know approximately 300,000 primary school children throughout the country. So, you know, the majority of it is emergency relief, but we are trying to address the recovery components as well. Now, uh, of course, uh, there seems to be no end to uh, the civil war or the conflict. Uh, What does the future look like for uh, South Sudan in this year and the coming years? Yeah, it's, uh, as as we look back over at the trends over the three or four years, it is definitely a depressing scenario. And, you know, the only solution here is a political solution. There's no technical fix and there's no there's no way that, you know, increasing amounts of humanitarian assistance can do anything more than just save people's lives. And that's what we're doing right now. Um, but to really to, to rebuild the country and to... Um, to rebuild the economy of the country, we need political stability. And so we need peace and uh, and then recovery and economic management and, and uh, recovery. That's the hmm. How does it affect you personally? I mean, I, I would imagine it's uh, pr- uh, it could be pretty rewarding as a humanitarian worker when you go in and you know that you're making a difference. You're making, you know, you're saving people's lives. Lives. How does it feel when you are in a conflict where, uh, you know, the the sides are so far apart, and it doesn't look like there is going to be any any political solution in in the foreseeable future. Yeah, it's uh, you know it. it it requires a real determination and, and focus. And, you know, we have a big team here. We have approximately a 1,000 staff in South Sudan. And, you know, it's a, it's, it's a consistent um, daily job of, of trying to keep everybody motiva- motivated and keep, keep everybody safe and secure. Um, personally, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's very tiring, but it's also very important we can see a difference in the lives of a specific household in a given part of the country. So while on the larger scale, you know, we we know that this is not uh, not the only solution, and there's there's other other things needed, the political solutions that are needed. On any given day, you can see the the difference that you make in, in the lives of people that we serve in the country, and that. That does bring it does bring reward and 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 uh, it requires we have a very good team of people here and it requires that everybody's very dedicated and uh, very motivated to be here. Um, I think it's one of the the prerequisites to to working in South Sudan is is 
people that are really dedicated and motivated and believe in what we're doing because it's a hard place to work and, and personally and, and emotionally it's, it's it can be very difficult as well. Hmm. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to speak with me. Uh, stay safe and uh, all the best. Thanks very much. I appreciate it.